Town Tailgate is back. First off-season pod of the 2021-2022 off-season. Yeah. Uh, I'm Chris Madrigal. That's Julio Hernoso. We have a guest coming on later this week. It is our annual um, end-of-the-season awards podcast, our A's awards podcast. We're going to give out awards to the team. Um, maybe just dive a little bit into what the off-season's had so far. What can we expect from free agency? Alex Espinoza from uh, from ninety five point seven. The game is going to join us later, but uh, but first off, we're going to talk about. There's a few big stories past um, few. I don't know, past week really. Oh, Julio. Well, we last recorded past, was the Bo Melpot. It was the Bob Melvin one, and yeah. like a day or two afterwards, the World Series ended, and uh, you didn't get the games right, but you got the outcome. That's, right. That's true. The Atlanta Braves, World Series champions. Yeah. Pretty kick-ass. If you're living under a rock, yeah, that happened. Pretty kick-ass, man. Um, it, it was. I think it just shows you the resilience of like the NL. Remember at the beginning, yes. I mean, when we did our preview pod at the beginning of the year, we were both were like, "Look, someone from the American League is going to go," and sure enough, that's what happened. Astros were the ones a team and that made it, and they pretty much got their ass whooped pretty soundly throughout that whole series. Even like the games yeah. they did when it was like relatively close. MVP Jorge Soler. So we're wrong with both of those. I will take my victory lap on Travis Darno having a good series though. So he had a great series. Yep. That was a great pick by you. I wouldn't. I. 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 There's no shame in that whatsoever. Woo! Um. And and my pick Ozzy Albies had a great series too. <laughs> I mean, the whole team played really well, which is why if I, it it wasn't. It, you know when you look at the when you look at the series as a whole you know they won in six games um some of the scores of their wins were closer but it was really kind of a dominating series by the by the Braves if you actually watch the game a lot of those games especially like the ones that that they won um they dominated pretty much the entire game and then like they kind of like let off the gas a little bit in like two of them and that's how they, the the Astros kind of came back but it was pretty dominant um from the Braves all the way through. Their pitching really came through. I was a little bit worried in the first three games. I think their starting pitchers totaled four innings, it, which was, like, mind-blowing. Um, and then I think the end of the, the series, the starters the starters totaled nine innings, and more than half of those innings were from Max Freed alone. So I don't know. It, it was interesting. Their bullpen made it work. Their offense was electric. And I just can't say enough of how impressive it is that they hit the entire fucking reset button for their for their outfield at the trade deadline. Like none of those guys were on the team at the beginning of the, of the season. It's incredible, and, and man. They it was incredible. It really just shows you the team aspect. Uh, in terms of entertainment scale, where would you put it compared to the previous? I'd say like five World Series. I'd say it's, oh. it's definitely better than eighteen when like Red Sox won in five. That was a pretty boring World Series. But those games were fun. Like the eighteen that's true. inning game. Yeah, that's true. Like the eighteen inning game was fucking dope, dude. Like that was on, and that was on Halloween. Remember? Like I remember that's staying right. at a bar late so that I could watch the rest of that game. Like all my friends, all of our friends had moved on to another bar, but me and Jesse were just staying at that bar watching the game. Like, yeah. So it's. I think it's the. I think it's five. It wasn't as entertaining as a lot of other ones. I mean, even yeah. last season was more entertaining because I think that there was. You know this up-and-coming team in in the race. So you really wanted to see that talent and how they would perform in this big stage versus the like established like trying to finally get their ring. You know Dodgers, um, who had been there two times already, and and you know it's just 
Okay, so then 18. What was 19? 19 was... Nats, Nats Astros. That was a kick-ass World Series. Nats Astros was an amazing World Series. Yeah. That was a seven-game World Series. And then 2017 was probably the second best World Series of my lifetime. And then 2016 was the greatest World that, Series of yeah, my life. Six, no, so, nothing's yeah. going to top 16, man. I that uh. No. Do you agree with 17, too? I, I thought 17 was a banger. Dodgers Astros? No, it was a hell of a seven. It was a hell of a World Series, but I think what's just happened since then just really overshadows the outcome. Um, yeah. Fourteen, despite the Giants winning, was great as well. Yeah, I mean watching. I mean watching Madison Bumgarner do that. Yeah, was that was incredible. pretty incredible. So are we including? You said the last five years though, right? Yeah, yeah. So that, that's that, that's but you you brought up like the best ever. What you saw was fi- yeah. If we're doing like the last like ten years, 2015 was hands down the worst worst World Series. Oh, that was so boring. That was terrible. I I could have been tell you I knew the Mets won or the it was Mets Royals and the Royals won. I could have been tell you the Royals dominated the a Mets. Thing, yeah. Well, World Series over. Now it's time for award season. Uh, no surprises here. For we recording this Tuesday night, the 16th. No surprises so far for what's been revealed. Uh, Randy Rosarena and Jonathan India were the rookies of the year. Uh, and the managers of the year were uh, Kevin Cash of the Tampa Bay Rays, as well as uh, Gabe Kapp of the San Francisco Giants. So kudos, Giants fans. You got one. Totally deserves it. Uh, I don't know what we can really say. I think we're both pretty much lined where we're going to see the rest of this stuff is going to go. I'm just here to say, like, yo, this award handing out process is a mess. They need mm. to find out. It's just everything in baseball is just super messy. Like, they need to find a better way to, like, Cool. Let's reveal our Gold Glove winners on during Sunday Night Football. Like yeah. that was terrible. How they did that. And then they all they spread it out too long. Too like just do it all in one day. Like okay, do the all the all MLB team do the Gold Glove and do the Silver Slugger in one day. Do the Manager of the Year MVP side or do the Manager of the Year Rookie Year the next day and then do like just it. Ugh, it's just like. I, the NBA and the NFL has it figured out with their award show, even though no one fucking watches it. But still, at least you all you get all this information in two hours. It's great. Yeah, it just seems it, it doesn't seem efficient at all, especially like we're gonna have a very long off season. I'm like just mm-hmm. get it over with. Um, speaking of off seasons, transitions. Look at that efficiency. Uh, we already had a couple signings. Uh, one is Eduardo Rodriguez. He was the kind of the first domino to fall in terms of pitchers. Uh, he came from Boston. If you remember right, during the ALCS, he was the one who did the Correa time taunt back to him. He's also helped, was a big part of the Red Sox title in 18. Uh, he goes to the Tigers for five years, 80 mil. Uh, max of 80 mil, I think he signed for 77. This is going to be, in my opinion, the first of many signings for the tigers they seem very ambitious yeah. going all in i think rumor rumor is that they they like their young talent They're, they want to surround it with some people like verlander might be going back there apparently and i know correa has been another person who's been heavily rumored over there and honestly why yeah. not i think uh arguably the white talks were a bit of a letdown this year even yeah, the with central the division fucking win. sucks yeah yeah the central sucks why not why not just go for it and it's like you have the talent like we i remember those uh, Detroit series against the A's like they were putting up a fight and I remember yeah. tweeting like yeah get ready for like a 2024 ALCS Mariners Tigers like it's gonna happen um, do you have anything you want to throw down there I think it's kind of just showing up having the veteran in that rotation now 
No, I don't. I don't know what to say about the Tigers until I see more moves, because then it'll be more clarity on exactly what they're doing. Like, there's rumors of Verlander, and I, you know, I just, you know, I, yeah, I, I don't know what to make of this, because this also could just be them panicking about the rumors of the salary um, minimum from the from the player association, so they're just like covering their ass now, so that they hit the minimum, whatever it's going to be. Yeah, but they've is, been like, rum- rumored to be. What hundred mil? Yeah, hundred million dollars. Yeah, so. but they've been known to spend money in the past. Like, don't like the the Dave Dombrowski when he was the GM. Though that's not the same. That's not the situation. No, anymore. it's not the same GM. Dave but Dombrowski all, everywhere he goes, he spends money. Uh, but at the end of the day, though, like he or like Dave Dombrowski is the one that gets the deals done. But like ownership is the one that signs the checks. So like, there's money. Like I'm saying, there's money there, even if Dombrowski's not involved. Yeah. But we'll yeah, see. Uh, other big signing, though. You know, I like this format. This is very PTI-ish. Are you... Oh, do you want me to say it? Oh, I thought you were going to say it. No, 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 no. I No, I was I was going to keep going. But I'm just saying, like, I like this format of, like, you know, two minutes. All right, next topic. Two minutes. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Except we're not yelling at each other like like Wilbon and and You know, they stink. I know, oh, that's not really a Wilbon Although, they're, they yell at each other, and it's intense. But, like, they're not, like like first take like they actually like are pretty intelligent with their points that they're making they're not just like no 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 Stephen A no Stephen yeah. A you're wrong you're wrong Tone you know what's uh, the problem Tone people don't care about wins people just care don't care no about no wins no anymore. Tony yeah. no or no 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 Mike no 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 and he interrupts him does that yeah anyway alright we had another move that was made today this is more um, this is our five good minutes to... for this signing by the way yeah uh, this this was more impactful to uh, the A's directly. Noah Syndergaard signed a twenty-two twenty-two million dollars twenty-two million dollar one-year contract. Twenty-two. Let me see. It, it was I, it, it was eighteen or twenty-two. I can't remember. Um. Anyway, um, with the Angels to become um another stud starter right next to Otani, the Angels are finally addressing the issues that they've had for the past five years that for some reason they've never really tried to do. They've tried to be cheap about it. Um, and they're sending pitchers. Now, this is a big risk, but it's a uh, – uh, actually, it's not a big risk. This is a high reward. I think it's a pretty small risk because it's only one-year deal. Um, so they're not, like, locked in on on, on the uh, heavy cash flow like they were with, like, um, CJ – and um, Josh Hamilton and those other big contracts that they signed that kind of went to shit and our pools. Um, so we'll see what he does. It's going to be a big bounce back um, season for Noah Syndergaard. He hasn't pitched in two seasons. Granted, one of those seasons was a six-game season, but um, he needs it as much as the Angels need it. So I, it's very. I'm feeling very conflicted about the signing. It was twenty. It's twenty-one mil, by the way. I yeah, okay. I, I feel very conflicted because like. Well, if he's when he's healthy, like the, he's a, he's an ace, right? He's like there's a reason yeah. why we talked about that Mets World Series. There's a reason why those teams were there, and there's a reason why people still talked about him because like guy was throwing some nasty sinkers throughout this whole time, had some nasty fireball. But it's like he hasn't pitched in two years. Um, I kind of compared it to when the Yankees signed Kluber last offseason. They gave him a one year, eleven million dollar deal. Well, what validates Noah Syndergaard, who is not as accomplished of a pitcher as Corey Kluber is, ten more, ten million more. Yes, he's younger, but it's like I would 
if you look at the two track records, I feel like on paper you'd rather have the Kluber side for cheaper, even if there is a little bit of an age difference. But the difference is Kluber's been over the hill for years, and he's shown evidence of that and he, through the seasons prior to him signing with the Yankees. He, he, they were trying. The Yankees were trying to milk every last bit of talent that they had, try and get like a 15-win, you know, mid-threes ERA guy. Whereas Noah Syndergaard, you know, he's had injury issues, so he could come back guns a blazing and still be this fucking ace. Um, just light it up. I, I don't know. I feel like it's a little bit, a little bit different. Maybe it is high look. But it's only one year deal. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I don't well, see much risk in that. Well, let me. Okay. And they're the Angels. They got money. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll, I understand like the one year deal argument. Um, let me present to you the San Francisco Giants for twenty six million dollars. They got Kevin Gosman, Anthony Descafani, and Alex Wood, who were all pretty lights out for them, and they were all one year yeah. deals as well. So like, how are you going to spend it? Who knows? But like, if this. I will say, like, you got to give it. Hold on, hold on, hold on. In defense to that San Francisco Giants point, point, um, Logan Webb was fantastic in that in that series, but they were kind of lacking another big ace in, in that series, though. So you have those three guys, but, you know, they're barely putting together playoff success, whereas Noah Syndergaard's going to get in there and it's going to be another Logan Webb. And Logan Webb also made 500 and 83,000, but he's also... Logan Webb doesn't count yeah, in this situation count. because no, yeah. he's a homegrown guy, but you, you get what I'm trying to say. No, yeah, totally, totally. Uh, but I think the one thing... Talk, I was talking with John a little bit earlier. Shout out to the Super Halo Bros podcast. Make sure to give them a like, follow, Instagram, Twitter, all that stuff. Probably uh, around the Diamond Network with us. Yep, around the Diamond, make sure. Uh, but um, he brought up the point that it's just kind of nice to see instead of the last few off-seasons where they've waited till like, a month before spring training to like, all right, let's just go pick up whatever starters we can get now. And that's when things kind of were like went to shits. They were yeah. jumped the gun on it and they were the first people, the first people out of the gate. Um, and even like looking on paper, I think like MLB network put it out. Like if you pulled out a rotation, their day one rotation, barring any more injuries would be Otani Syndergaard, uh, Patrick Sandoval, who was like, pretty good for most of the part last year uh jose suarez was pretty good and then if like griffin canning had a really bad year last year but we've seen him in the past actually be like a relatively efficient pitcher like there's some potential in that rotation but the thing is we do this every offseason with this team so like until we can mm-hmm. see it produce to me this just feels like another Artem moreno is going to throw a hell of money at one player for a year until they can fix but this is a bigger name than they've ever gotten in terms of pitching. Matt Harvey in, in recent in recent years. That's that wasn't a big that he was fucking way past. He was barely in the minors when they when they try to pull that one. Let me let me see. I was like, I know for sure there's gonna be other pitchers I can pull up over the last few years that Angels have signed, even if it's like a one two year deal. And CJ just... Wilson's the only one I can think of who had success for two seasons and then he busted. All right, let me meet the mic while I type. Keep going. <laughs> Well, I mean, we kind of have to close the segment anyway because we gotta, we gotta, we gotta do our our season awards. But I no, I hear, I hear you, I hear you. Um, I, but if I were an Angels fan, I would be optimistic because it looks like they're addressing uh, aggressively the issue that has been plaguing them for years. Yeah, that's true. Um, I'll, yeah, look, they're being aggressive, so we have to give them yeah. credit. It's just like. 
it's just like with any other team that's been you've been burned by before in the past like you know until we see otherwise we're not going to believe you yeah that's fair that's fair but there's plenty of moves to be made free energy just started we've got a lot of guys out there yeah, that's true it's we still have plenty of time um before we wrap though chris something very important happened in the last few weeks that we haven't really get a chance to talk about and it's not sports related and it's dune dune is dope dune was awesome loved it uh yeah can't and, wait for dune part two did you watch it in theaters yeah okay good how dare you what theater do you go to, by the way? Like, I, I don't know what my uh, theater was. Cinemark, Cinemark in um, Marina del Rey. It's um, Howard Hughes Center. It's like a massive oh, yeah, Cinemark yeah, yeah. there. It's by like um, Dave and Buster's and shit like that. They have those. They're not IMAXs, but those like digital like XL or XD screens that are like as close to IMAX as you can get. They have the same sound quality as an IMAX, but those screens aren't as big. I watched it on one of those. It was fucking amazing. You can't watch a movie like that at home unless you have this most badass surround sound system which i mean my audio is okay i have a i have a a, a sound um um bar you know the long yeah sound bar but like that's not fucking theater audio theater audio hits you from all directions behind the side they have speakers that come from uh, behind the screen and especially a movie like that where the soundtrack is so important to the movie and the sound effects of like you know just the technology in general like the fucking spaceships and shit like that and the worm like it's just so important and they fucking the the singing crushed dude. it they shot yeah yeah and they shot the shit out of it i think roger deacon shot that movie it looked like a roger deacon's movie oh yeah they've worked in the past too it. though right and he yeah he worked he's he's done all dennis villanueva's movies so it, i would be shocked if it was someone else it, if you if it's someone else it was probably a scheduling conflict but it was shot beautifully as well in the desert they really um utilize the desert um color and everything like that which was fucking dope yeah speaking of danny uh don't hate me second one's gonna be better though i think oh yeah uh, oh man I, yeah. I love that movie. Uh, i just watched arrival for the first time oh yeah Whoo! so good good lord amazing movie it's a mind fuck too oh yeah i i it's mm-hmm. i i didn't really know what to expect about it but oh wow Watch it a second time, and like you're just like, oh my god, this is crazy. Like, like how did I not catch this the first time? Anyway, all right, we're gonna go to break. We'll be right back. Alex is gonna join us, so stick around. We'll be right back. Oh. All right, welcome back, everybody. Um, Alex Espinoza is joining us today from 95.7 The Game. Congrats on the new gig, buddy. Thank you very much. Appreciate it, guys. I'm glad to um, talk some A's baseball. Alex got yeah. a job. Let's rock. Yeah, Alex yeah. got a job. He's not just <laughs> blogging. He's not just blogging on Ricky blogs anymore, huh? Yeah. One day, one day, we'll be making money <laughs> from that. One day, we'll be making money from that. But I was, yeah, I was working at a tiki bar before this, so it's nice to be back in the game, dude. Yeah. Wait, which tiki bar? I mean, but. In uh, downtown Oakland, there's a bar called Con Tiki. Um, I, and yeah, it was a fun place to work. It was great. And I was, I was working at Palmetto, too, across the street from Fox. But but hey, nice. I made it. I made it through, dude. <laughs> I mean, you still frequent there a lot, though, right? I mean, you can't. Yeah, you pretty much. Eat. They have a really, really good burger. I go there like once a week for the burger. It's really, really good. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, the, yeah, and, the burger. And, yeah, and the booze, too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what's it like not writing about the A's and writing about the Warriors now and shit? Uh, it's fun, dude. It's kind of 
you know, I, I feel like I'm covering three teams at once. It's really hard to stay on top of like the Niners, the Giants, and the and the Warriors all at the same time. And then yeah. a little bit of the A's, but uh, it's cool, man. But whenever I do it, write an A story, though, it just flows right out. It's just like so so easy, you know. It's, it's like natural for you. Oh yeah, yeah. it's like it's yeah, like yeah. Ricky Block, same same deal, dude. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they also yeah. Pick, so uh, they also picked the best time for you to like start writing about the warriors too because holy shit man like and the reason Dude, they're, so, they're good. so good again. we we're, we're so recording kind of late oh nine o'clock over here but um like because you were covering the game against the nets and it was just a complete blowout man like god it it's just... crazy i mean yeah they're 12 and 2 i mean curry's like it's still at his absolute peak and i don't know and just the way they pass the ball and they play defense it's like straight up like they used to play so i don't know it's fun to watch man they're must see tv dude yeah i think the best thing about their team is like they're one through 11 they play defense like that wasn't always the case in the past they had like especially last year they had like specialists like guys who could just score off the bench and guys who just play defense like now everybody's a three and d guy um and everybody can pass everybody can everybody can kind of just create their own shot if they need to it's fucking great um, yeah it's just a fun brand yeah for sure uh, for those of you who don't follow him, make sure you follow him on Twitter. His uh, Twitter handle is Alex Espinosa IV. I'm assuming the fourth. Is that what that was for? Well, that's the fourth. Yep. Alex <laughs> Espinosa the fourth, baby. <laughs> yep. Um, all right. We want to touch on a few things before we hop into um, our end of the season awards. Um, so, gold gloves were announced last week. Matt Chapman obviously got his again. Um, I think everybody saw that coming. Sean Murphy, a surprise, uh, a little bit yeah. of a surprise finalist, in my opinion. And the fact that he won the gold glove was even more shocking, which was pretty cool. Um, good way to start his young career. Uh, but Matt Olson um, did not win. Um, a lot of A's fans are pretty upset about that. Um, he got a little um, gypped on that one. Um, what are your thoughts on the gold glove awards? And, and um, yeah, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I. I think, yeah, you're pretty spot on. Like, I, I was honestly surprised. Like, yeah, when Murphy was listed at the finals, I was like, oh, damn. I, I thought Murph, like, yeah, he had a good arm. Like, he threw some people out. But, like, Gold Glover, like, I, you know. And, um, and honestly, I don't really watch enough of the rest of the league to know. But, uh, yeah. But, I mean, Chapman, I, I figured, yeah. I mean, of course he's going to win. Um, but, yeah, I know a lot of people are pissed about Olsen. But uh, – and I know he he played a really good brand of defense, but yeah, like I said, I I, I didn't watch Yuri Gurriel either. I don't know how good he was. Like he could have been making amazing plays all all year, so I'm not sure. Uh, but but I don't know. Um, you know, nothing. You know, I, I, I as as long as Chapman got his, I think everything's all right. You know. <laughs> Do you think it's like a lack of like not getting like on on highlight reels and shit like that that Yuli Gurriel because he plays the Astros is gonna be on Sports Center every night or or if he if he makes a good play that it's almost like they feel like they have to put him on there because especially without Marcus like Marcus he won the Gold Glove for second base like like no offense to him he's great but I, I feel like a lot of Matt Olson's <laughs> like highlight reels from the past were balls that he had to dig out because Marcus you know you know his throws are a little bit too short or. Or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I guess. I mean, I don't know, but like Olsen has a reputation. Like it's it's one of those things where it kind of carries over year to year. He won it back to back. So I think he was definitely in people's um, you know, I I think he had a big enough profile, but um, yeah. but yeah, I don't know. I I kinda like that argument a little bit where it's like, you know, you had guys in the past who were a little more sporadic at short and second, where like Elvis I think Elvis was pretty solid overall. You didn't see a lot of really hiccups from him. And then whether it's like TK or Jed at second, kind of the same thing. Um, 
like that's not a bad argument and like maybe just kind of having to deal with like Guriel with like not having Bregman majority of the season kind of having to work mm-hmm. a little overtime over there getting balls from third and Correa won a freaking plan of gloves so like it wasn't that wasn't the issue but either way I don't think any Astro deserves any award period so like, <laughs> that's what it comes down to yeah I mean, like people are just pissed up that Astro won over is you know <laughs> like if some like somebody from the Detroit Tigers won they probably wouldn't be as much good average, for him but yeah, yeah 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 i'm sure he was a i'm sure he was a solid player this season it's like yeah. last year was uh what's an eli white and no, it was eli white from seattle who i don't think he sure. could have played this year I have no idea yeah and like oh really yeah he's a he was the dude who um in his before he even reached the majors they're already signed into like a five-year major league deal because and there people are like dude that's hella dirty you're jipping this guy out on money he can make within the first couple of years kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And he won a gold glove last year. And everyone's like, why the hell that besides the point, just seeing our, just seeing Murph winning. I think that was the biggest thing. Everyone's like, Oh shit. Like Murph. That was, that was, yeah. yeah shocking and really cool. And my, I mean, I just, you know, I maybe cause we watch him every day. So we see the times that he fucks up and you're just like, how the fuck did this happen? Yeah. Well, I, I also think it's good. He's going to hit arbitration, I think, uh, after next season. I think, like, yeah. this is his last, like, pre So, I mean, I think he just get himself a pay bump. He's got another, like, you know, another talking point in arbitration. Like, him and his agent were probably high-fiving after that. They're like, oh, sick. Now we can tout you as, like, you know, one of the best defensive catchers in the game, too. Um, yeah, yeah. They were looking at his batting average. They're like, oh, we get this? Nice. Our yeah, back we're up. like, oh, yeah, yeah. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right. The second, and the second thing before we, or the last thing before we jump into awards. Um, so there's been a lot of rumors about Matt Olson going to the Yankees. Um, we Yankees Twitter is on fire. We have a friend Robbie Schlatter who decides to text us all day, every day, every rumor <laughs> he's ever seen, and he's like sends us the tweets and everything, and and all of the tweets aren't from verified people. So we're like, yeah, this guy's not a writer, so I don't know where his sources are coming from. Um, what are your thoughts on 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 that and where the direction that the offseason could potentially be going? Well, I, I definitely think um yeah, I, I don't know. I I think if they were to trade either one of them, I think Chapman actually makes more sense. Uh yeah. I think um like uh, I, I don't know. Olsen is just so complete. Like he can actually kind of hold something together. Like Chapman, if you put him in the middle of a lineup, like I don't think he can really carry a lineup. Olsen can still carry the lineup. They'll probably be in the same price range. Um, yeah. Chapman's defense is ridiculous, but you know, if you have to, you could stick Pinder there and that's like a cheap option they could do, you know, and um, th- maybe they'll do that. Um, but Olsen, you know, uh, I don't know. It, I think you always take it with a grain of salt with the, the Yankees. There's just so much hype around them that, and their reporters are really good at, uh, even if it's not like a reported rumor, just writing a thing like, Oh, I think this, but then people like latch onto it. And then it just kind of yeah. gets a light of life of its own. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I think, I don't know. I, I thought, saw somebody put it best. They put like an all Yankees team in the off season. And for each position, they put like a, like the best, player who's available and basically th- that player has been linked to the yankees at some point so it's like <laughs> it, it was really funny it was like an all yankees roster team and I, I gotta find it but it was like it kind of summed it up perfectly you know yeah like like all yankees like like uh like, like list? Ru- yeah, or all yankees like rumor like 
Somebody's like, so according- it's pretty uh, much the best player at every position. Yeah, like, it's, yeah, yeah. Somebody was just like, uh, I don't know. It was just funny. Like somebody had a really funny tweet. It's like, according to Twitter, the Yankees are signing all these guys, and you look at it, it's like an all-star team of like this year's free agents, you know. So yeah. And yet they'll still lose in the first round or in the wild card game. So it doesn't fucking. Yeah, matter. Um, uh, they were texting me. They were just like, "Oh, we get Marte. You gonna come sit in the bleachers with us?" I'm like, "No, like, yeah. well, that's so stupid." But my, I think the reason why it's not gonna happen is besides Sonny, the Sonny, the Sonny Gray trade, when has this front office trade to the Yankees? Because um, doesn't Billy hate Cashman and hate the Steinbrenners? I don't know. Maybe hate's a strong word, but he's not fond of them. I feel like, there's certain, like Billy loves trading to like his guys, you know? Like he'll always do deals with the Padres. He'll always do a deal with the Diamondbacks. Um, Used to do them with the Mets a lot. Yeah, so it's like I something like tells me, like, and I honestly, if I think if he gets traded, like, I wouldn't be shocked if the Padres were like, yo, so this team, take Eric Hosmer, eat his, we'll eat the contract, hey, Oakland, here's top prospects from Matt Olson. And I can see that, like, happening tomorrow, more than a Yankees deal. But that's just because I know Billy likes working with those guys. And then Olsen can reunite with Bowmel. But I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if I would read into too much of that. I mean, if they did one deal before, I don't think, you know, you know, they've never done a deal with who, like the, you know, Tampa Bay Rays. Do they hate the Tampa Bay Rays? Like, I don't know. Like, you know, I, I, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't hey, know. how dare you disrespect former Oakland great John Chaso? <laughs> that's true. That's true. But to be fair, like, for example, like everybody in, in like baseball and everybody's a fan at this point knows that. The A's and the Giants never did a deal because Billy hated Brian Sabian. Like, that was a known thing. He would even, like, fuck with him at times because that's how much they didn't like each other. So, like, those things do exist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't know if they go to that extent. All right. But but I do think they are going to trade, like, virtually, you know. I think they'll maybe hold on to one of their three starters out of Bassett and Manaya, but there's a very real chance that Olsen and Chapman are both gone and two, yeah. of the, two of the starters and maybe they keep one of them like, uh, yeah, but dude, it's going to be, it's going to be bleak. Yeah. Thank God for the Warriors, man. 14 again. Thank God yeah. for the Warriors. <laughs> got yeah, your, I hope you got your James Caprillion jerseys. Cause. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, let's hop into our end of the season awards. Uh, Julio and I do this every year for the existence of two years of this podcast. Uh, oh, so this nice. is our second annual one. Woo, um, let's and go. you're you're gonna join us this time. So sweet. Um, I don't know, Julio. Do you want do you want to start it off? We're gonna go from from bottom to top of that list, right? Hell yeah! So we're, yeah, we're going to reverse order from what you sent to. So surprise. Uh, we're gonna lead it off here with team player. This is the person that exemplifies just. Get in, do whatever you need the team to do on a daily basis. Um, and also somebody that you can tell just became like a big part of the clubhouse, big part of leadership within that team. And so for this year, my winner of the team player award goes to none other than Tony Kemp. God damn, every day that guy went in and did something special out in the field. Um, he was at, at times like one of the best hitters for like durations. I think... I want to petition that they should create a utility gold glove award because like he should have won it for all the shit he, he did throughout this year. Alex Julio has been on, for, on this for the past year. And honestly, it kind of makes a lot of sense. They, I mean, need, they have like, they, they have the flex. They have the flex award in the NFL. 
like utility man award of the year kind of deal. Yeah, yeah. like a utility man, like subtle yeah. slugger, a utility man you gold can glove. Easily get that sponsored too. The yeah. Home Depot utility <laughs> man of the year. They, Literally, they like well, football, have, football, <laughs> hey, football on the good. all. Two years ago, football on the all pro team. They added, uh, they added the flex award. Like Alvin Kamara won it a couple years ago. Yeah, I didn't know that. Um, yeah, I mean, well, yeah. I mean, but then I think you kind of weighed it. Yeah, I mean, I mean, look they at, have, yeah, look at I guess they like have Chris they Taylor. have like defensive and offensive for each position. Yeah, I guess they don't yeah. have they don't have like a DH of the year award, do they? No, they do. They it's do. the it's like the Ed, it's like the Edgar Martinez award or something like oh, that. Oh, really? Oh, okay, I didn't know that. Okay. But yeah, like Chris mm. Taylor is like another. It good would example be named guy. after him. That makes a lot of sense. <laughs> yeah. But anyways, Tony Kemp, that's my my team player of the year. Yeah, he wouldn't win it. It would be Chris Taylor, but still, they should have it. All right. Well, that, um, yeah, that's who I was going to pick, but, you know, same deal. Is there anything uh, else you want to add on top of that? Like, besides, like, uh, yeah, Alex, so who, who's your team player of the year? Uh, yeah, I was going to say Kemp, too, but since you said Kemp, I'll say, I'll say Matt Chapman. Uh, after, so, like, they did a, um, after every win, they did a thing in the locker room where, like, they shot a little Nerf basketball. And and he and he, I think he was the ringleader behind it because I was going through some old photos and he was like the the referee he was like in a referee uniform it looks like he's kind of like re- leading the thing so I think he's like the clubhouse leader and everybody loved their clubhouse so I'll go I'll go jab it yeah we're gonna have the same fucking answers for all oh, yeah we are yeah, yeah mine mine's Tony Kemp too for all the obvious reasons. I was gonna say Kemp yeah, yeah. It's but like, it was cool because, like, he kind of ingrained himself into A's, like, you know, the A's kingdom or whatever this year. Like, when he was coming in this year, people didn't really know what to expect. And then by the end of it, he's just a huge fan favorite. And, oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, when you do it out in the field, especially with the bat, like, he his bat, like, tenfolds was better this year. So when you do when you do that, like, yeah. obviously the fan base, and you're flying around the field, <laughs> uh, literally flying around the field, like, fan, the yeah. A's fans are going to fucking love that shit. I just yeah, got to give cool. a quick shout-out yeah. to Quisal uh, uh, Coat Cortez on Twitter. He's the dude that's always making A's memes. Yeah, I love Q. Yeah, yeah. The, the, he's there. He's there. He's every fucking where Tony Kemp. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's the best. Like, there we go. Love him. Yeah. Yeah, Q always does the best stuff, yeah. Next up. Future star, who is a somebody that, whether it's in the majors or the minors, that you just saw what they did throughout the season, you're like, yep, can't wait to see the future of this guy in the green and gold, whether, again, in the minors or the majors. Uh, Alex, we're going to have you take the lead off on this one. Who are you giving your future star award to? I'll give it to James Caprillion. Um, I, I yeah. think. I, I think uh... – you know, he just has to build up his arm. I mean, I think he threw the most innings he had since his, um, you know, I think before his Tommy John surgery at UCLA. So uh, I, I could be wrong on that. It could have been after, but basically this is his most, you know, years and most innings in about like five years or six years or whatever. And, um, you know, I think if he can build up to like 170, 180 next year and just be that bulldog, like, I, I would just really encourage that he would get runners on, you know, have, it seems like he'd always have a runner on first and second, uh, but able to figure it out. So uh, obviously it's better if he doesn't have runners on, but the fact that he can kind of work through that stuff. And um, when he was on, I think he kind of faded down the stretch, just, you know, just in a matter of innings and stuff. But um, I, I think he could be, you know, in the in the right circumstance he could be their ace they trade away everybody he could be their ace as soon as next year but uh, i think he'll be like a top two top three guy for them for his career yeah 
especially with Lazardo gone, he's kind of and like Puck is just all over the place. You don't know if he's healthy. You don't know if he's like he's just every other day he's got something going on. Like I think he kind of is the guy that they have to build around for the future of the rotation, especially if they do end up getting rid of both those Bassett and Mania. Like yeah, I, there's not really much else in the farm system to 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 that would be better. You know. Yeah, yeah, I think. Uh... Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. It was like Luzardo was supposed to be the guy, but it ended up being Caprillion kind of out of the blue. I didn't really expect that this year, you know? Yeah, I agree with you, too. I think the the innings had a kind of took his toll on him, um, which is why he faded a little bit. But he'll he'll strengthen himself up in the offseason, obviously. I, he's my pick, too, by the way. He'll strengthen himself <laughs> up, up in the offseason, and, and, and I think he'll be ready to go <laughs> by spring training um, and kind of be more prepared for it. All right, Julio. Do you have anybody different, or is it the same thing? Uh, I I really thought we were all going to pick the same one, but I really think that I haven't had this much excitement for a prospect in years with Tyler Soderstrom. Okay, um, I was, was going to say, if, I thought we should at least okay. yeah, I think yeah. we should at least talk about him because he did break out in the minors this year. Yeah, uh, I whether he is he going to be our future catcher, who knows? You know, uh, I know there are already kind of some early talks of him transitioning to go play first at some point but just the fact that getting drafted last year and not really getting the chance to play at all and then just completely dominating being in like the in the single a ball as well as like getting a part of the future stars game like i don't remember the last time an A's drafted prospect where this this much excitement for somebody um i don't think we're gonna see him for a bit but uh just having that kind of lingering there in the shadows to be like, when it's time, he'll be there. It's going to be awesome. So hell, hopefully by the time he'll be like in his second or third year in the majors, we'll have Howard terminal built and he'll be the main guy there. We'll see. Um, but also want to give a quick shout out to, uh, Oh my God. Why am I totally space not right now? Shortstop in the Olympics, triple a Allen. Yeah. yeah. Nick, thank Allen. You. I was, I was going to say Logan Davidson cause I've get them mixed up sometimes, but, um, yeah, I think that's something they both are because they're both shortstops. Yeah, exactly. We just love a good shortstop. But uh, both white guys, <laughs> that too. But um, just <laughs> I think next year he'll probably be the winner for sure because yeah. you'll be there. Well, also, day. I, I an interesting thing I think people have to keep track of is Elvis's uh, plate appearances because if he gets 550 plate appearances next year, his option vest for the next year after that for like another 15 million or something like that. Really? And the A's do not want Yeah. Let me, let me pull up the spot track right now. It's basically, it was like either 1100 between these first two years or 550 next year. Um, then yeah, his 2023 $15 million option guarantees or it, or it, it vests or whatever. So <laughs> So basically, like, they need Nick Allen to be ready by August so they can put him in there and it doesn't look, like, bad, you know? Otherwise, <laughs> <laughs> otherwise, if Elvis gets 550 plate appearances, I mean, he, I know he got... Uh, Defensively, he, got... he looked really good when he would come yeah. up and in the in the Olympics. But, yeah, the bat was... Um, I mean, he didn't really get... Like, I mean, he, he, yeah, because he, he had though. 541 plate appearances. So he needs 559 or... 49. Basically, he needs... Yeah. He need, yeah, Basically, he needs yeah five fifty, and then he's guaranteed fifteen million for twenty twenty three. So they do not want that to happen. I can't you know? wait till it's yeah. uh, he he's at five forty eight. 
He's he's yeah. coming up for his next at bat, <laughs> and some dude just runs on the field and breaks his leg, and just being like, "Oh, yeah. what a tragedy! Uh, how that happened, dude." If I'm being completely honest, I'll be shocked if he's on the roster next year. Like, I feel like he's like, if you if you're willing to like eat some of that contract, I feel like he's a piece that you you probably need to move for that reason, and like just to like give Nick Allen like a full season shot. I I don't know. I mean, I don't know if he has like a buyout. Like, if I I mean, obviously he's not gonna. <laughs> I mean, he's not going to be like, okay, guys, I'll take three million and leave. Like, like he's, yeah. He, I mean, he's going to be due. I think he's due like over fourteen million or something, or fifteen million or something. I don't know. So maybe you can throw him uh, in a trade with with like a Matt Olson or something like that and get someone to to take that contract. I mean, I mean that that would be huge if they can somehow get rid of Elvis's contract. That'd be huge. But yeah, that and Piscotti. I mean, I don't know who's going to take Piscotti, but um, but yeah, yeah. That that that's a whole oh jeez, we'll have a whole podcast um, dedicated to that alone. <laughs> real, real, real quick question: When do you guys think Soderstrom gets brought up? Uh, I think he's still a couple. I, I think he's nineteen years old. Yeah, so I, I think next year he spends the whole year in the in the league or in the minor leagues, and then the year after that, so what twenty twenty three? Maybe that's the so, year you you know because I mean he was in big league twenty one. He'll have spring training again next year, and then. The year after that, so I, yeah, I guess uh, 2023 is my ETA. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. maybe like a like a. I don't see him playing a full season in 2023, but maybe like a September, August, September call up to kind of get those reps, and then 24 that, will be the full. dude. If he goes off next year, he could get a September call up next year if he goes so, off. But I don't that know. I mean, that would be insane because I don't think I don't, so, but, I don't think we've ever seen a prospect, at least in recent years, get brought up when they're before the age of 23. So he would be 21 when that happens. But you see how the organizations do it, you know, and it's like, you know, if they can hit and he definitely, definitely has a confidence and he has a confidence, like people rave about his confidence and stuff. So, uh, no, I agree. It works. It worked with Chris Bryant, worked with Bryce Harper, worked with Mike Trout. But I'm just, but like yeah. I've we I I've, we've never seen the A's do that I, for whatever reason. I don't yeah. know why. I mean, they've drafted a lot of college guys in the past. Maybe that's part of it. But also, I don't know. The so fact that you just, just said out. those names when comparing to Stoderstrom just got me so excited <laughs> well like i wasn't, lofty I wasn't saying but... it i wasn't saying it for like the reasons of the potential I he's the next the one Soto, examples bro. of that <laughs> wander franco is probably it would have probably been a, a little bit more calm comparison to that all right but still that's year. all right anyways next up best acquisition uh this can be somebody that was signed over the off season or one of the many trades that went through right before the deadline uh, We're all going to say the same guy. Let's <laughs> all say Starling Marte at the same time. Yeah. One, I know. Two. Yeah, on three. <laughs> yeah. On three. Starling no, Marte he's actually not mine. He's actually not mine. So, Chris, oh, wow. Go ahead and okay. lead it off okay. for us then, man. Who, who yeah, is your, yeah, what's your Josh Harrison. Josh Harrison is okay. mine because Josh Harrison was like – he was like utility – he was like utility guy on steroids. He played everywhere on the fucking field when he came up. He kicked ass everywhere on the field. He was one of the most reliable hitters – when he when he when we uh, when we added him, him and Starling obviously were our like most reliable hitters. They're consistent every day. I think he joined the team. He was hitting two ninety one. I think he ended the season hitting like two ninety two. Like, and there was not a point where his batting average dipped when he was with the A's. It was always dancing around two ninety. Like that's just consistency at its best. And on top of that, the clubhouse loved him. Like when he when he uh, when they had a walk off like hit like. Five days after they got him, he was the first one sprinting out of the dugout, like, let's fucking go. Like, he was just like chemistry, everything about what he brought to the A's this season. 
you know, unfortunately the run ended early and they didn't make the playoffs. But everything he brought to the A's was just like so positive and so productive. Like I just feel like he should get some recognition for that. And yeah, yeah. Marte was great and he filled in perfectly, but like Josh Harrison was he was just he was everywhere. It was great. He was Roy Kent. Yeah, and those, uh, the high stepping, uh, high stepping in the second base, like stuff like that. I just, yeah. I just love. It's fun to watch players like that, and for whatever reason, like seeing him do that in the Kelly Green Oakland jersey, it was just kind of yeah. cool. It was just kind of like, ah, this is like, this is like an A's player, you know? I don't know. It was. And kinda he had cool like one of the best yeah. walk up songs too. What was, what was it? I don't, song? Uh, I don't it, remember. It was, yeah, it was, where's remember. Where's Marty when you need him? Where yeah. is he? Martin. <laughs> where's Martin? <laughs> yeah. no, it didn't work. Seriously. Um, let me look it up, but. It's like an old, like funk song. Um, it's oh, like, okay. Oh, I don't remember. I just remember the um, first time I heard it. I'm like, yo, what? I was at the Coliseum and heard. It. I'm like, what is this? Uh, it is "Before I Let Go" by Maze and Frankie Beverly. Okay, I don't. Yeah, know that yeah throw it on your be like, damn, like I can't believe I missed this. Um, um, if the A's were back, were like gonna be in contention next year, and they weren't gonna sell a team, I feel like he definitely should be like the first person that they would resign. But they're not going to, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. They need a second baseman for sure. Yeah, no, we... and just the energy and everything. All right, so you guys both were gonna do Marte, or I was gonna say Marte. Yeah, I was gonna say Marte. I was gonna say, look, I was gonna say uh, Marte, but I'm gonna go <laughs> pick. Uh, I'm gonna go Andrew Chafin. Uh, Ooh, I'm gonna okay. go with kind of a combination of what you the said. The stash is uh, R.I.P. from Andrew. <laughs> Here, I'm gonna bring I, in I, that's what we should, of his, we should of have his like a legit months. pick and a hipster pick. That's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, one, if we're gonna stick stick with the hipster theme, um, he's a big a- IPA guy, so you know, appreciate that. He got the stash for it. Uh, but besides that, I think one his character has, <laughs> his character just fits so well with that team and just so, fits mm. so well with the city. You really got to appreciate it. But also, he was pretty kick-ass throughout this year. Um, obviously, the bullpen just complete dog shit at that second half of the season. But he was the only reliable pitcher. Yeah, just having them second as like a reliable guy there. Um, it was really kind of reassuring where like when we lost faith in, in Lou and in Diekman and Petit, like, all right, well, Chafin's coming and we can at least trust him kind of thing. And um it didn't work out in the end, but honestly, just having him being around and just kind of becoming a fan of him so quickly, I'm like, that's somebody that like, look, I'm gonna miss if we end up trading some of these guys that we've been here for years. But like, man, I'm gonna miss not having Chafin around. The dude was so much fun. Yeah, yeah. he was. Yeah, he was solid. Yeah, super solid. All yeah. right, now you let's. Said, you said it perfectly though. He was just fun. Yeah, just fun. Yeah, the felt right, uh, felt starter. Yeah. Now let's go up to one of my things I'm most excited to talk about. Who was the worst acquisition? And I'll go ahead and lead it off. Mitch Moreland. Good God. (laughs) I don't... I'm just... I was thinking about this when I was... um, I was like taking a shower before we we recorded. And I was like, all right, who are some other people I want to think about? And I think what's going to be fun with Mitch Moreland is we're in like deep of the offseason where baseball accounts are like, people, you forgot we're on this team. Like, oh, Jim Tomey with the Dodgers. I can't wait till we start seeing Mitch Moreland <laughs> as an A. And then people were like, I forgot yeah, I was Mitch pretty forget- was an A. Yeah, it was a forgettable stint. Yeah, he never yeah, really, uh, yeah. He, he, there was a time where he did have some, like, clutch hits a couple times. But I felt like for what was kind of the expectation of the role, like, look, 
uh, the modern DH isn't a 30 home run, 100 RB, RBI guy anymore. Like, I feel like those days are kind of gone. It's kind of a wash of, unless you're like Otani or Jordan or whatever. The odds are like, hey, get a guy who's going to get you at least 20 home runs or 15 to 20. Guy who's a good on base, whatever. And just Mitch just wasn't at this at all this year. I think there was probably better options that were available at the time around the same price. I can't think of any off the top of my head. Um, but like, and even like this second half of the season, I feel like, we just didn't see him. I know there was like an injury, but there was never um, anything fully diagnosed. Um, you might know more, a little more than we do, but you know, don't, you don't have to say anything, but like, it was just kind of weird. He just completely disappeared from the team and that was it. And he had this no, one yeah. year. And no, I don't, I don't really have any insights. I was, I was on the outside too. I just, I just was watching like you guys. Yeah. But no, yeah, I don't know what was, happened, man. Yeah. It was yeah. just a, a I was, and that sucks because I was so excited for that signing. Like bringing a lefty in, a guy who, who was a career great hitter in Oakland, and just playoff experience, World playoff Series. Experience. World Series. We were so excited, Chris and I, at the beginning of the year because we're like, hey, a lot of these guys that are getting brought in during this offseason, guess what? These are all like guys who've been in World Series, who've won World Series, who've played in big mm-hmm. games. Like they're going to be impactful. Yeah, they're but, all winners. Yeah. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. they were just impactful on the, the wrong side of it. So. That, that's <laughs> Alex, what's yours? Uh, I mean, I I, w- I had a two picks. I was either going to Moreland. This is kind of unfair because he never pitched, but Trevor Rosenthal. Um, I mean, <laughs> no, I, it's fair because he took ten million dollars from us. Well, I mean, yeah, so, yeah. I mean, it's you know eleven million dollars and throw a pitch. Um, you know, he had an injury history coming in, so it was like a calculated gamble, and it just didn't work out. Um. And really, the, 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 that's why the bullpen was kind of behind the eight ball from the beginning. They just didn't have that dude, that reliable dude at the end. Um, you know, Melvin was mixing and matching from the start, and um, people just didn't have set roles. And I think that, that is important, kind of just knowing what your role is. And I mean, certain I mean, certain guys can handle being switched around. Like Petit, you put him wherever, it's probably fine, but. You know, most guys, it's, like, good to know your role. Like, all right, I have the seventh, I have the eighth, I have the sixth, whatever. But, yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, that, that just kind of had a whole trickle-down effect on the entire year. And that's, I, I think, why the bullpen just didn't work out. So, yeah, I mean, it kind of sucks. And, and, I mean, it was, like, deferred payments, too. So, John Fisher is probably, like, punching the air. He's like, damn, I got to pay this guy for another two years. Like, oh, mm-hmm. shit, you know. <laughs> What's even crazier is, like, if you look at some of the the relievers that were available still at that time and how much they got paid for, Mark Belanson was like a criminally underpaid and he was like probably the the best closer in the national league or like a top five closer in the national league. And like, I, mean, I really, the same range. Yeah. I mean, I really liked the signing when they did. I was like, Oh shit. Yeah. They're bold. No, yeah, like they, like, they, like they, they got their best possible option for Hendricks, but then yeah, it didn't work out. So yeah. Uh, I, I misunderstood the wording of this, this award. I thought it was just worst. I didn't see worst, worst acquisition. I didn't see the acquisition part when he said that. That was yeah. my fault. So, I forgot uh, to include it. I thought it was, it was, <laughs> so I fun. have Jake Diekman, but, uh, worst. he wasn't an acquisition. Just worst. He was the worst, but, uh, yeah, you know, that's, that doesn't count. So Mitch Moreland, it is. You can use him for the biggest disappointment in a little bit later. No, I have someone else in there. <laughs> oh, so oh he's good. bringing that. All right. So cool. somebody's the worst and somebody's the biggest disappointment. Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Next up, our breakout player, who is a guy who just came out of left field. We're like, wow, this 
dude has got some talent and I'm excited to see what they're going to do in the future. Um, I guess it's kind of like not really the future star kind of, but more of like veteran, whoever it could be. Uh, Alex, who's your guy? Um, I, I, I don't think he was really came out of left field, but I'm going to say Frankie Montas. I mean, just topping like 200 strikes and like kind of, cause it, like he always had this tendency, like he could like put it together for three or four starts in a row and be like, Oh shit, Frankie's going to be a guy. But then he would have like three or four bad starts in a row. But I feel like, um, uh, this year he was pretty consistent. He's probably our most consistent starter the whole year. I mean, besides Bassett, of course, um, who, who got hurt, but, um, but yeah, I don't know, man. Yeah, Frankie kind of like, like at times he looks like the best pitcher on the staff, which is crazy how good Bassett was this year. But uh, yeah, I probably go Frankie. I mean, topping two hundred strikeouts—that was pretty good. I want to roll back the tape from when we recorded our State of the A's at the All Star break. Do you remember who I said? Who was my second half MVP? Did no. you say? Frankie? Did you say Frankie? Yeah, because wow. oh, I was nailed it. It was. I know you said. Uh, Chris said Chappie. Mm-hmm. Um, cause it had to be him. Yeah. And then, uh, and he wasn't, and then we didn't I remember a Alex, I can't remember who you picked. Uh, I don't remember. That was so long ago, dude. But then Jason picked. I know that was like three or four months ago. It seems like so long ago. <laughs> and then I remember like all, the all-star break. Like what? <laughs> Jason picked uh cap, but yeah. Frankie, oh, I'll ride that yeah. Frankie train all day, but. Yeah, dude. Yeah, I mean, if we went to a wildcard game, he was the one I probably felt the most comfortable starting that game. Obviously, because Bassett was hurt, but which was wasn't fair to him. But yeah, um, Julio, who'd you pick? Oh, for, but yeah, who'd you pick? Uh, I went with somebody who, again, I'm gonna kind of give my little victory lap here a little bit. Um, Cole Irvin. I know, like the last couple months, he kind of fell off a little bit, but. Up until that point, he was probably one of the most like reliable guys throughout the year for being That's a, a really good call for yeah. being like he's a guy like, who was he's a be, capable starter. Yeah, for being yeah, a guy who was sure. like a number six starter going into the season. Uh, Mike Fires goes down and he pretty much has to take that role uh, against everybody not named Seattle. The dude was pretty good for what he did. Yeah, um, it kind of to kind of piggyback on what Alex was talking about with Cap. I'm kind of excited to see him with like a full off season of training i know with the phillies he wasn't getting like a ton of reps out there but also the phillies just don't know what to do with pitchers too well um i is he going to be this ace i uh, know will it be a two pitcher probably not no. but i think he's <laughs> is he going to be a guy you can go out there and be have a reliable person i think so and uh, yeah middle of the rotation guy yeah i think he could be yeah and plus he loves killing the angels like every time not getting and, us the Mariners, though. Yeah, not, not the Mariners. Every, and I just love it at the end of the season. He's like, he just owned up to it. He's like, you know what? I just said some shit, and I was feeling ignorant, and I, I don't I don't believe it. Yeah, I, I think his ear is always going to be around like 3-7 or whatever, but he'll, 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 he's going to eat innings, you know, and that's a valuable guy to have in your staff, yeah. you know? So, and like now, yeah. like uh, if you – a guy who just has a career 3-7 ERA, like you'll take it. Especially yeah. as like eventually oh, yeah. when DHs get implemented in the NL, like hell yeah, you're you'll take that over for like a number three or four guy. Sure, why not? Yeah. Um, mine is Tony Kemp. I mean, I I feel like last year he 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 was fine. <laughs> like he played that interesting, like you know, he kind of played that utility role, like backup utility almost role behind uh, behind Pinder. 
uh, when Pinder was hurt. But this year, like, I feel like he really broke out. Like, you had to put him in the batting order, like, almost every, like, you know, I don't know, majority of the week because he was so effective and he was reliable. And especially towards the end of the season when it was, like, his bat, Josh Harrison's bat, Marte's bat, and Olsen's bat were, like, the only ones who were, like, really, like, putting, like, streaming together hits. Like, it was just, he was so important at, like, that two spot for, for that batting order. Um, I think he could be an everyday player now, and 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 he's shown that, and he's shown he can do on both sides of the of the, of the field too. So, yeah, he's my pick. Yeah, he'll probably be the second baseman next year. You think, huh? Every yeah. day. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah unless I, they, unless I, they, I, they I fell in love with they, him this year for sure. Unless they like completely overhaul the outfield, like if Canna's gone, which is probably going to happen, and then. I mean, obviously Marte's gonna be gone, so they'll and then Ramon won't come back till like what, yeah. like, like May, June, through, like yeah, yeah. Through, yeah then they'll probably like need him in the outfield, so you know, then they'll have to get. A, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, we'll see. We'll see what the moves that they make in the offseason. If they don't find a second baseman, then maybe that's, it's also that's gonna depend on who the manager. Like you know, I just got so yeah. used to like how the A's operate with Melvin. Just like oh, he'll just plug in. Excellent. Mm-hmm. You know, it's going to be interesting, like, who the new manager. Also, it's weird. They don't have a new manager, right? Like, they're just kind of waiting in this. It's been like, the free what? agency started. They should probably get someone, right? It's been like two or three weeks. Like, I don't know. Yeah. The Mets yeah, don't pretty... have a manager yet either. Yeah, the, uh, yeah, the Mets. Yeah. They don't have any, yeah. They didn't even have a GM for a while. Yeah. That's have... <laughs> yeah. crazy. Next up, we've got the biggest disappointment. So, who is a player where... You know, wow. you were mad. You weren't mad at them at all. You were just disappointed in the performance this year. Um, I'll go ahead and leave this one off. Ramon. Yeah. Ramon. Come on. We were riding such a high for a week. We're like, damn, I think that this was the team, beginning of the end, dude. That was the beginning. That was like, this end. team could <laughs> legitimately be like, especially kind of seeing how things played out with the rest of the AL. I'm like, I think this team could be a fucking make a deep run mm-hmm. with that outfield. That rotation, you know, before the bullpen kind of completely fell off, we're like, this could be it. And then that just backbreaker every news. Like, with I mean, two- imagine Ramon still in the lineup and, and like that offensive power and like reliability they could have had. Like, then we're not looking so negatively at like the, you know, the bullpen because maybe the starters go a little longer. Maybe there's a little bit longer of a leash that Bob Melvin has in the starters because they have run support. And dude, he was like playing like before he got injured, like before, like in in June, like there was multiple. And Alex, I don't remember if you wrote something about it, but people were like, "Damn, Ramon might be an all star this year," and like people yeah, yeah. were really hyping it up. And then you know he got injured, and then got busted, and that was the end of it all. And it's it's not a performance disappointment. It's just like, damn, man. Damn. Yeah. 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 Do Do you have someone different, Alex? I have someone different. Yeah, I got someone different. Uh, Jesus Luzardo. Um, I think. Um, I mean, I mean, especially now, like hindsight's always twenty twenty. Um, like you know, they just traded him away for Marte, and Marte's gone now. Um, I mean, in the moment, I thought it was the right move to make, honestly, because Luzardo still is. He he actually got I think put up worse numbers with the Marlins than he did with the A's. So maybe, so maybe he's not the right guy, anyways. But it'd be nice to see if they can figure it out next year. Uh, but now they don't even have that option. Marte's gone. Yeah. Um, 
And it's like just how much like Melvin was hyping him up into the season. He's like, you know, this guy's going to be a, you know, a frontline starter for us one day, all this stuff. It could have been this year. Um, and then, yeah, he didn't even, you know, he made it through like seven or eight stars and just got blew up and that was it. So yeah, I'll probably go with Zarda. Yeah. That one's going to hurt for sure. Just because it's, it just feels like a lesser version, but it feels like a, the Cespedes trade all over again, where it's like, we're going to get nothing out of this trade. Like we just gave up our one of our bets assets for this rental, hoping that it's gonna like get us where we need to go, and then it just absolutely fucking doesn't do that. Yeah, nothing. Yeah. Yeah. But in I haven't thought about that in a in a in a few in like a month though. So like now I'm all depressed about it. But in <laughs> retrospective, Cespedes had like what another couple years of production, and then injuries caught up to him they should bring him back dude that'd be oh, a good God, dude i was clamoring for it all off season i wanted him back so bad <laughs> he, wanted him he? Ba- he wanted him back for dh so bad how old is he dude i'm gonna check it out i bet he can 30 still rank, dude. let's see 36 he's, he's 36 now he's 36 now oh bro Ooh. yeah i don't know Just- bro Bring him back. Just, fun. Make it be fun just to see a couple couple homers. And he just like up and left, right? He just like quit one day, right? Like, yeah. And also Melvin Mets. isn't there. Yeah, Melvin isn't there anymore. So I don't know. Yeah. Hey, straight up though, how old how old was Jason Giambi when they re-signed him in 2009? He was probably the same age, no? I don't know. Yeah, it's mm. a good call. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, actually, all right. Uh Chris, go ahead and look at what's yours. I'm gonna look up Jason Giambi's age. Uh minus <laughs> minus Aramis Garcia. Um, massive disappointment. Um, Alex Coffee came on this podcast. Cut. That's a deep cut, dude. Yeah, Alex Coffee came on this podcast in the preseason, and she gave us some pretty good info about Aramis Garcia and how um, the coaching staff was really high on him, and how um, he was a great power hitter. I think is what she said. Um, that he he could produce offensively as well as defensively, but. We just like last season, 2020, we had such a great one two punch at catcher. There was like so much flexibility. All the all the pitchers like felt really good with Murphy and Jonah Heim. Obviously, we had to trade Jonah Heim to get, you know, the whole <coughs> Elvis Andrews deal done. So then, you know, me and Julio were constantly thinking like this entire offseason, like, okay, who's going to be the, the guy behind Murph? Because we had such a great you know, situation last year. And, and like, if, if one of those guys went down, you felt comfortable that the other guy could step up and be that like number one guy and like kind of hold, hold it all together. This year was really lacking that. And I felt like Murph had to like, he probably played a lot more than he should have because there was just yeah. so, so there's no stability at that backup catcher spot. I'm really high on Austin Allen. I really wanted Austin Allen to be that guy in the off season. I felt like Every time he's gotten his shot, he's he's kind of like, like be Jonahan 2.0. <laughs> Just be like the lefty uh, fucking guy he, who could hit dingers. Yeah. I, I yeah yeah basically, but yeah, yeah. I feel like Austin Allen always like lived like always like did his job. He always like was productive and I think he was I think it was but, but Aramis D- Garcia. They do they bring him in and like he's just a a fucking shit show. In my well, opinion. I think for Allen it was like a defensive. Thing. I, I think uh, just yeah. from what Melvin said, they. Um, I mean, obviously, I, I never really watched him, so I, I, I have no idea. But just from what Melvin said, I think it was a defensive thing uh, with Allen. So that was like the main concern. And I mean, if you can't handle the staff, then shit. I mean, is know. he is he is he scarred from Derek Norris? Just like like defensively, <laughs> is is that is that why is that why he doesn't want to fuck catchers like that anymore? Like I don't. I mean, he's a catcher way, man. He takes Aramis pride. Garcia was supposed to be like a a very like 
there was a lot of backup. hype. Yeah, 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 solid backup, and he was not that. So, yeah. um, you know, dude, there, I think there's a good chance out. we're gonna say the Rangers won that trade just because, like, if Jonah Heim just becomes, I don't look, I don't think Jonah Heim's gonna be like an All Star catcher by any chance, but if he can just become like a pretty serviceable major league catcher which i think is going to happen there's probably, they're probably going to win that trade and in, in the retrospect and not by a lot but still was he was he the starter last year for the rangers i think he was yeah he was a starter most at season. some point at some point yeah i think so yeah. um also jason jambi yeah. was 38 when the a signed him in 2009 yeah. and, and i didn't realize jason jambi played until he was like 43 yeah, he was like a role player for like he was, a good five years after that. He was basically just like a coach. Yeah. <laughs> he was just yeah. like he was a little gray like, hair and yeah. shit too. Yeah. He just turned fifty this year, so happy belated birthday by uh ten months. Wow, JC Giambi is fifty? Holy shit. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I have a photo with him when I was like twelve or thirteen years old. Like you know when you go on <laughs> you go on the field and they come around and take photos and shit? Yeah, me and my yeah, brother yeah, have yeah. one with them, yeah. Nice. He's peak of his Balco Balco era. Yeah. <laughs> You're so big, Mr. Giambi. Yeah. <laughs> Just eat your eat your vegetables, take your vitamins, little Alex, and you'll get there one day. Yeah. Jeez. All right. Next up, former Oakland great Cy Young. Right? Wasn't Cy Young like a or former athletic great? I think. And there's like a he had like a year. Was stint. Cy Young on the A's? I didn't know that. I swear to God, I, I saw that somewhere. Somebody brought it up one time, and I'm like, wait. I'm like, what? Or anyways, I'm I'm googling it right now. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> A's Cy Young award winner. Who was okay? He wasn't a part of the A's. My mistake. No, he did not play else. for the fucking A's, dude. I got him confused. There's another like old timey pitcher who was like, th- there were he played. <laughs> he played for the Cleveland Spiders. They St. Louis perfecto. That's a sick. They should have went to the Spiders. That's so much cooler than the Guardians. Right? That is so much cooler. And just think um, of and, all the and, logos and everything. And then the Boston so Red cooler. Sox. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. Hold on. I got to let my dog out. Hold on. One second. Hold on. I got to let my dog out. I'll be right back. Hold on. Oh, hey. I'll go <laughs> From the makers, this is a prequel to Who Let the Dogs Out, Chris. This is Who Let the Dogs In. And we're going to tell everybody. It was I'm Alex. Back, I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. I like uh, how you like pointed your light in the background to your bobbleheads. That's pretty cool. Oh yeah. Nice. Everything All right. Anyway. Purpose. Chris, who is your Cy Young Award winner for the Oakland Athletics this year? Uh, even though he got hurt, it's Seabass. He was having a Cy Young caliber year. Um, before he got hurt, um, it was a fluke injury. Um, when he came back, he had that amazing game that got a standing ovation because it was just so much fun to see him out there, even though he had a pitching limit. Um, so yeah, it's him. He's going to be the ace of unfortunately another team next year, but, um, it was, fun <laughs> while, it was a lot of fun while it lasted. He's also just, he's a great follow on Twitter cause he's just such a fucking dope dude. I want him to be my best friend. Um, so Chris, if you're listening, um, you got another Chris out here who, who is looking for a best friend. So you, so let, let's do it. Let's do it, buddy. And you're always welcome on this podcast. So that's Man. fine. Yeah, I was gonna say Bassett too. I mean, yeah. also it was too. It was cool because he kind of established himself as like the the vocal leader of the team as the as the season went on. And uh, I mean, it really sucked that he got hurt, but the fact that he came back, I think, kind of even even though they were pretty much out of it by that point, just kind of really showed you what he's all about. And 
Yeah. He had like nothing to gain from it, really, you know, and he still did it just because he wanted to because he loves the game so much. And yeah. And yeah, he's, yeah, like you said, he's hilarious on Twitter. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Because um, social media game matters in this year's Cy Young. But, you know, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll probably go Bassett too. I'm going Frankie. I'm staying Whoa. with my prediction. Um, Homer. He's just I'm taking his. I was legitimately disappointed that he wasn't at least like in consideration for Cy Young norm like to end the season. Um, he was arguably the best pitcher in the American League the second half of the season with like Lance Lynn going through injuries. Garrett Cole had some injury issues, and plus he had like some pretty poop starts. And Frankie, I think probably outside, I think he had like a bad start in Toronto, and there's like one more off the top of my head. He was consistently like one of the best pitchers in the American league. And um, it's just awesome because like we've seen him do this in the past in 2019 before he got busted for, for steroids and all that. Um, I think we saw those signs of it. And like the second half of the season, it clicked. And I, will this hold up to next year? We'll see. Is this maybe probably the best time to sell this guy now as, as the price has never been higher? Maybe. Uh, But for what he did for the second half of the season, especially after Seabass got hurt, that he's my award winner for that one. I think if they make the playoffs, he didn't like have that run at least, at least till like game one sixty two, because they were out of it, like one fifty eight or something like that. I think that kind of sparks um, riders a little bit more to where, like before they turn their ballot in the last day of the season, like they're thinking about it. You know what I mean? It's on their mind. So maybe he gets some more votes, but. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. <laughs> I can't get inside the mind of a writer. Maybe Alex can let us let us know. No, I don't know, dude. I I, t- <laughs> I, actually, think I actually think it's weird. Like no, I don't like, know, dude. Like the National League. It was weird because I was looking at the um, you know the National League uh, Manager of the Year voting. I'm like, it's it's still kind of weird that media members vote on uh, official awards. Like I don't know. Like our or writers, of, I'm, I guess, I don't know who else would be more qualified, but. Like. I think they are the most qualified because they're the ones like actually watching every day and they are watching yeah. every, every team and, and they're, you know, they really like are paying attention and they have, in order to like write a good piece, they have to like have all this information in front of them. Whereas like a manager, maybe he knows a little bit of the scouting report, but he's not watching like yeah, the fucking Philly so play every on their, day. Yeah. They're so focused on their own deal. Yeah. Yeah. Players definitely don't either. They're going to be like biased in some way. So And like, we've seen know. that. Yeah. And kind of to kind of like go off on that, what Chris was saying about like having a manager vote, a player vote, whatever. We've seen that kind of also go the bad way in like NBA All Star voting the last couple of years because I think like the players get to choose now. There are some pretty suspect people who are like, dude, you're not an All Star this year, but like your boys yeah. with these guys. Um, but yeah, we'll see. I, I just, Frankie totally deserves some recognition. When we see the full ballot voting, maybe we'll see something there, but besides the point. Last side but, note, uh, they just showed an NBA commercial where Kevin Durant was wearing a Nays hat, so that's cool. Oh, it's in the commercial now. That's cool. There's he's like this commercial where they're hat. interviewing a bunch of they're interviewing a bunch of NBA players, and he's wearing that he's wearing that A's hat that he always wears. It's like more. It's like the only marketing the A's are gonna. They're like, oh sweet, we can cut our marketing budget back even more now. Great. <laughs> <laughs> Who's All people? Right, let's bring up this picture of Bruno Mars from six years ago. He's big again. Let's bring that picture of him in an A's jersey. Awesome. <laughs> All right, last but not least, who is the 
Oakland A's MVP of the award. And I think this is something that we can all this say. Is unanimous, this is unanimous. A unanimous MVP. Yeah. All right. Count of three. One, two, three. Ollie. The future, the future first oh, no. baseman of the New York Yankees, according to Robbie Schlatter. Raymond Goodwin. <laughs> also, Julio, we have to, we have to, we have to settle this once and for all. It's pronounced Oli, bro. It's Oli. Oli. Dallas says it. Oli. He says on the broadcast all the time. Oli. It's Oli, not Oli. Oli for Sholi. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I remember Oli for Sholi. Yeah. yeah, but like, what else, what else can we say this year? Um, it, it was the, the craziest thing was I saw a, I think it was Bleacher Report or some you know media that thinks they know stuff about baseball, uh, but they showed like oh who's the te- top ten base second first baseman in baseball, Vladdy's one which I get it. Finally, Matt Olson was number two. I'm like we've been clamoring all year, like not just us but like Ace fan base like this guy's been amazing. Like this guy's this arguably the best first baseman in baseball and like to kind of see it on a national level as you know the trade rumors are happening it's still great to like he's finally getting his dues he should have won a gold glove but still he got his all-star nod he's in the home run derby i think he's becoming more of a familiar name around baseball like the dude deserves it yeah i think um yeah because he was super because i remember during spring training people were saying like oh matt olsen or he was telling us he's like yo i figured out something in my swing like i have way more way better play coverage i mean he put up crazy numbers in spring and then he actually kept it up all year which is like i I think at like one lull which you know every hitter goes through lulls but like pretty much he was doing it all year dude and then he was was coming up clutch too it was like he was actually getting like he won them some games um it wasn't just like meaningless stats like he actually won them some well i guess it ultimately was meaningless but you know he he won them some games dude so um yeah and he did on both sides so yeah I'm super curious to see where he ends up landing in the MVP voting. I would assume like six or seven, but yeah, I'm very, I want to see how many votes he gets and, and stuff. Who like you guys you... think Ota- you think Otani is gonna win it? He's, yeah. he's got he's got to right. Yeah. I, I or do you guys I, think Vlad has a chance? No. Otani no. or I mean, uh, Bob Costas explained Otani like really well on Dan Patrick um, a few months ago, and so. Every player in Major League Baseball, they account for one person. Yeah. <laughs> so there's some players there's some players like Vladimir Guerrero. He's so good where he counts for just a little bit more than one person. Like the stats and all they all kinda equal out where it's like maybe one point two yeah, person, yeah. one and a half person. Otani will always, no matter what, whether he's hitting bad one year or if he's pitching bad one year, he still is always gonna account for two people on your roster. Yeah. So if he if he's at the top of his game like he is this year, he's counting for like two and a half people on your roster. So because of that, he should always be in consideration for the MVP because no one else in the league is two people except for him. Just because he does um yeah because he pitches and hits but yeah. I was gonna say, I think he should be a landslide for the sake of like we've seen kind of his injury history in the past at least as a pitcher, and I think we gotta we. In my opinion, you know, I don't know how sustainable this will be. I'm like, you gotta give this award to this to him while he was at his absolute peak. If this is his yeah. peak, you know. But yeah. what you said though about he's gonna Ollie or Oli being <laughs> six, like six or seven, who would you put in front of him? Like, you know, it's gonna be, you know, Otani Simeon and Vladdy, Simeon. Vladdy. But who's yeah. gonna be th- who would you put 
Four, five, six. Salvi. is probably going to be in there. Salvi. Aaron Judge, probably. Mm. I would put... As much as you hate to, I hate to say Judge. it, like Aaron, Aaron Judge is going to be like... He'll be I right think, there. I, I think Salvi would be ahead of him. Or I don't know if Salvi would be ahead of him, but... I think Salvi him, should be ahead of him. Salvi him should be Salvi, Yeah. And then, um, I don't know after that, though. Yeah. I wouldn't put Judge in front of Olsen. Aaron Judge was awesome this year. Like, I don't want to admit it, but Aaron Judge was like, he was yeah, healthy all year. Um, I think, did he win a gold, the gold glove? He should have. I know he's been a pretty damn good outfielder. Or he was at least nominated. Um, but, like, I think peak Matt Olsen should finish, like, fifth. Would you put Tim Anderson over Olsen? No. No. Probably not. I'd put Olsen probably fifth. Hmm. Yeah, I'm curious to see. I, I just don't know if the rest of baseball writing community will do that. So we'll see. All right. That's going to do it for us for our uh, A's Awards. Alex, Ooh. thanks for joining us again, buddy. Thank you, guys. Um, that was great. The, yeah. It's I'm fun talking to A's. The, I'm just noticing the A's neon Budweiser light in the back, too. You just oh, got a dope-ass yeah. setup back there. I got to set it up for the TV, you know. I fuck for, with it. For oh, YouTube, yeah? dude. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Make sure to get. Uh, I got Alex. that off eBay. I got that off eBay. It took like three months or something to get here. And I, 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 out- I told him, I was, outbid- like, I was like, don't even worry about it. Just send me my money back. She's like, oh, no, no, I got this. And all of a sudden it showed up. I was like, oh, that's what it took. Jeez. Did you probably just some car- old car- carnival kid 3000? <laughs> I, I just watched a I Love You Man and, and that scene where he's like walking into, into his backyard and like walks by the. <laughs> The, the bumper car is like, yeah, I outbid Carnival Kid 3000. Had to get it on the buy it now price. <laughs> <laughs> I know, basically. Uh, Alex, was. you got anything to plug? Yeah, Obviously, plug, plug uh, your shit. You know, make sure you give him a follow. Alex Wipsonosa, O-I-V, um, the fourth on Twitter. Um, No, I mean, um, no, it's cool. I, I, I do... I still do want to write a stuff. I still want to do uh, Ricky block stuff, but I just feel on my free time. I, I don't want to do sports writing anymore. So it's kind of hard to figure out that balance, but yeah, one of these days I'll probably write something like, you know, if they get a manager or something, I'll probably write something, but yeah, I don't know. I need to do a podcast too. I need to need to keep it fresh. Cause I don't know. I love doing Ricky block stuff. It's, it's still fun. So I, I still have a life. Like my bosses said I can still do it. So I might, I, I still got to figure it out what it's going to look like next year, but I still want to keep it alive at some point. You know, I still want to do something with it. So maybe just a yeah. podcast or something, but, um, so yeah, you can follow if you're lo- tw- yeah, Twitter, if, and Instagram at Ricky blog. Yeah. And if you're looking for warriors content, he's, he's writing warrior stuff right now. So, uh, so check yeah, that I'll out. be, I'll be catching, covering the Warriors for the rest of the year and they're looking good, dude. Yeah. Make dude. sure to listen to 95, seven, the game. Oh yeah, <laughs> the former the former home of the Oakland A's not so much anymore. All right, that's gonna do it. Thanks for listening. Thanks um, guys. Thanks for coming on, and uh, we'll be back once free agency starts going. So, last but not least, Julio. Let's go Oakland. <laughs>
once again, my partner, Julio Reynoso. And a special thanks and shout out to my brother, Larry Madrigal, for composing and producing our theme song, as well as graphic designing our album cover and artwork. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. Please tune in next week. Please subscribe. And last but not least, as we always say, let's go Oakland.